Hello, everybody. It's time again for another exciting episode of Buckeye Bombast with Belhaven and the Boy. What a week it was. Of course, we'll get into that. At least it was a positive week for me. Uh, Totals this week, I finished uh, 14 and 11, thanks to UCLA's late night cover. Um, Yeah. With with 172 points, you finished 12 and 13 uh, with 159. So I gained a couple games back on you. Uh, So our full totals now, uh, you're at 74 and 76 with 935, and I am at 70 and 80. With nine twenty three. <laughs> oh, that's nutty. That is just wacky. So you still got four games on me. So I'll so slowly but surely uh, catch up. No, I don't know about that. We'll get to it. Uh, I think we'll probably do the Ohio State game first. So we'll probably get to it. Um, you know, when we get to the uh, the the picks recap. But I don't know. There were quite a few of those. Uh, that A, could have gone either way, and B, they were like that right up until the very end. So I think next time, you know, I may get those and you may not, so... It it is very possible. There were uh, quite a few like that, that you got... Like the Arizona one, the the UCLA, right? I went to bed, I did not watch the end of that game. I went to bed, it was 17-16, to early in the third quarter... Uh, UCLA wasn't doing anything. In fact, I think just before the half, uh, they threw an interception that Arizona kind of botched up. Uh, they could have scored at least a field goal from that. They botched it up. But, uh, yeah, UCLA was not looking very good at all. And I thought, okay, I got this one. Um, and, and I missed it by basically half a point. One and a half, but yes. One and a half. Sorry, mm-hmm. right, right, right. Close one enough. and a half points. Um, yep. That's how I felt about Michigan winning by three and not covering. But yeah, that's another one. I picked Nebraska, right? And right. Uh, <laughs> I mean, right up until the very end, you know, I, I had a shot at that one. Uh, Nebraska blew it. And there's a theme here, right? It's not me picking poorly. These teams are letting me down. They're blowing it. <laughs> you know, Nebraska blew it. At the end of the game, I didn't see Arizona, but clearly they blew it. Well, n- well, Nebraska, you, you still got that one, even though uh, they lost. Did I get that one? Which one am I thinking of then? Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. You're Notre right. Dame. Right. I was thinking the Notre Dame one. Yes. Yeah, Notre Dame. I, I knew one of those was like a one and a half. The other one was three and a half. I was thinking, you're right. Yeah, I got the Nebraska one. Sorry. It was the uh, Notre Dame one I was thinking about where Virginia Tech, again, <laughs> Would you not agree <laughs> that they blew it? I mean, they had no. That they one. did. They definitely did. Yeah. So, but yep, there are always those games. Uh, we'll we'll get into the rest of the picks. Definitely a crazy weekend. So, uh, Ohio State trounces Rutgers sixty six to seventeen. Uh, as we yeah. as we stated, you know that's what they should have done. So, uh, some of your takeaways from the game. The more things change, the more they stay the same. Um, takeaways, mostly all positive. Uh, and, I mean, there are so many things to kind of uh, unwrap with this one. 
first thing that jumps to my mind is C.J. Stroud looked great. The offense looked incredible. Um, even Travion Henderson, who didn't have you know a game that he's used to. I mean, he got a little spoiled there against um, lesser competition. Not not that Maryland's a juggernaut, but um, you know he had to fight a, a little bit, and, and you know he he stayed with it, and he started getting some uh, chunk yardage uh, later in the game. Had a beautiful touchdown on that on that pass. Um, I'm saying that because one of the downers for me is I they didn't rush. Uh, for a lot of yards. I, I think it was less than 200, I think. Um, and eh, I'd like to see that higher. Now, I know a lot of it's because, you know, Maryland's giving up ginormous pass plays, so it's not like you can, you know, really jam the ball down in the throat when they're giving you, um, you know, Alave and um, uh, Smith and Jigba and, uh, you know, Wilson, anything that they want. Um, but I would have liked to have seen more, a little bit more out of the run game. But still... Offense looked amazing. Um, I, I'm not big into comparisons. Um, you know, you know how this team played against team uh, team X, and, and you know how team Y played against that team as well, um, because it's really about matchups. But if I do look at it, I mean, Ohio State compared to Iowa, it really is clear that Iowa's got the defense. Ohio State's got the offense. And if those two teams meet up in the Big Ten Championship, I, I think that's what people want. Beyond people saying, you know what, I, you know, I'm my favorite team is this. I don't want that. Yeah, I get it. But beyond that, you know, not you know, your team not getting in. I think everybody would love to see Ohio State's offense against Iowa's uh, defense. So C.J. Stroud offense looked amazing. Travion Henderson, um, fantastic. I think he's still. You know, it wasn't as easy for him, but he's clearly still the man at running back. Um, Steel Chambers, I think we've got a linebacker. Um, I, I'm not saying he's amazing or anything, but man, he's he, he, you saw him all around the place. Um, he didn't take great angles, but even when he didn't, I mean, he would dive at their feet. He would make the tackle anyway, you know. So really excited about that. The secondary, oh, I got my pick six prediction. You did fourth game. Um, oh, wait, you did fourth game in a row. Yeah, um, secondary I, I thought was pretty pretty strong um, with what I perceived the scheme to be, and that that kind of gets to the knock. Two hundred and seventy nine yards is still too much. The defense has made improvement week to week. Tulsa, um, I, I you know. It now looks more like an aberration. You know, I wasn't willing for a long time to accept that because they gave up over 400 yards passing to Tulsa. So, relatively speaking, you fast forwarding fast forwarding to Maryland, a team that I believe would beat Tulsa um, and beat them by a touchdown or two, um, a lot less passing yards. So they are making steady progress. That was a positive that I took away, but. Um, man, they, they, they still don't like that sideline pass. You know, that was often open right at the first down marker. They would get these sometimes or just beyond and, and, and over the middle. Um, so that, that was a little bit of an issue for me, but, uh, overall, a lot of great things to take away, uh, going into the bye week, hopefully the defense will get a little better. Um, Indiana. Yeah, we'll talk about that game when it comes, but as of right now, I'm expecting, frankly, 
a a four touchdown win there, um, if not more. Um, so I don't know. What about you? What did you take away? Yeah, uh, a lot of the same things. Uh, the biggest thing, of course, is the improvement, uh, especially on offense. This is the offense we expected with all that talent. And, man, when it comes together, it's a thing of beauty. I mean, this this offense looks better uh, even than, uh, you know, 2019 offense, uh, even better than the pass-happy offense when Dwayne Haskins was there. Uh, this <laughs> this offense, uh, it, I mean, this is a national championship caliber type offense. It's too bad that we're so young on the defense. I think we're the second youngest in the country overall. Um, and so that, that's what the tough thing about it because if we just had half the defense we had in 2019, I, you know, I'd be really excited about a national championship this year. But regardless, they still have lots of room to improve. Um, and what we talked about it when we had Rutgers. said, look, you have Tulsa, Rutgers, and Maryland to really, you know, start to improve get these guys confidence, and that's really what we've seen. I mean, after the Tulsa game, they blew the crap out of Rutgers in Maryland. Those guys have a lot of confidence right now. They're steadily improving. Still some work to do, like you talked about, especially the passing game over the middle and those out routes. Tackling wasn't the best today. Usually the tackling is pretty good. I'm sure they'll work on that. That's something I expect to get better, uh, just tackling in general. But not only the defense, just this whole team has a lot of confidence and I think the next three games will really show, you know, how much we improved, you know, because if they go on the road to Indiana, Penn State at home, and then on the road to Nebraska, if they win all those comfortably, you know, double digits, never really in doubt, uh, I think, uh, you know, especially heading into the last three games, you know, we we'll really know where this team's at. And if, if they do that, um, going to be real excited, especially, you know, coming into form at the end of the year. Uh I think this team could like could look like even still a playoff contender, uh, and potentially maybe even even still make a run, even though the defense uh, isn't great. But if they can become, they can do just enough to become championship caliber. That's all we need. They don't need to be elite um, with the offense that we have this year. So you know we talked about that last year uh, with Alabama. You know they wasn't an elite defense, but they were a really good championship caliber defense. So if our guys can mold into that, um, you know, that's obviously that's the ultimate hope. But other than that, you know, there's a honestly, and, and I said this to you too, after the game, if this offense keeps it up, there is no, nobody in the big 10 is going to beat us because no one has close to the offense that we do. Uh, and so that's what I expect to see. And there's there's no reason why this Ohio State team shouldn't beat everyone they face and the rest of their schedule by double digits. Now, obviously, that's easier said than done. Um, obviously, you still have to play tough teams, uh, tough Big Ten schedule, of course, in the East Division, uh, which we'll get to. It's, it's funny that, you know, the top four Big Ten East teams are all in the top ten, but... Yeah, I yeah, you know what that is. What that is, an ironic byproduct of the s the media SEC bias. And the reason I say that is because you know Iowa is Iowa. Um, you know I won't suffer people with this again. I mean, they get overhyped. I think a lot, um, and sometimes 
you know, that blind squirrel finds the acorn. You know, 2015 was the last time, you know, they got hyped up and they were actually pretty good this year. You know, and, and I was down on them. You know, I ripped on them quite a bit, right? Because it's crapshoot. I can't pick, I can't figure out always what year that one year is going to be when they're actually living up to their hype. This is the year. This is the next 2015. Six years later, Iowa is living up to the hype, right? But the real key there is they've taken care of business. Not always pretty, not always glamorous, but they've taken care of business with that hype. And when you add to that Michigan, because Michigan is Michigan, as much as we laugh at them because they are funny, I mean, they're, they are a hoot, um, it's Michigan, it's a name, so they are 5, 6, and 0. They are going to scratch the top 10, right? I mean, that it, because of the name. Um, so they are doing okay, and then Penn State beats a vaunted SEC team. And that's when everybody started shooting up the ladder from the Big Ten. When Penn State beat that quote, that, oh, Auburn, which we're finding out, Auburn, you know, they're really not that great. Which I Doesn't said. Doesn't matter. Yeah. What's that? Which I said, and uh, you yes, were right. giving me blowback last week. Right. Yeah. Yes. Um, but the point being is, you know, Penn State beat them, and taking care of their business. So I think that's helped these Big Ten teams shoot up into the top ten because if I'm being honest, Iowa, yes, I will concede, yet you are having that year. You're having your, your next year where you live up to the height. I concede that. I still don't believe that they are the number two team in the country. I agree. Um, and part of it's because, let's face it, if Sean Clifford were, had stayed in that game, even though I was overly confident I was going to win, if Sean Clifford had stayed in that game, Penn State wins. right? Yep, and I don't absolutely. think Penn State's all that great. I, I really don't. I, I think that they are kind of living a charmed year. They have a good defense, a solid defense. And in some senses, it, it is like you know Ohio State's 2002 team where they didn't have an offense like Penn State, but they had a defense. Uh, the difference here is I don't think Penn State's – there aren't very many – defenses and this is probably another thing for another day uh if we want to talk about the 2002 team but there aren't many defenses ever that were as good as that defense so uh anywho penn state they beat that vaunted sec team um it's jacked all of our teams up into the top 10 um which that (laughs) that by itself takes care of, you know, like the Cincinnati issue or any other issue, really. If Ohio State wins out, they are in. They are absolutely in. Even if UC goes undefeated and beats the bejeebus out of every team they play, Ohio State's in because they gotta, they'll got they take care of Penn State. They'll take care of Iowa because they'd have to play them in the Big Ten Championship. They'll take care of Michigan. They'll take care of Michigan State. They'll take care of all of those uh, top 10 teams at some point, unless the Big Ten were to implode completely uh, before Ohio State gets to these teams, it's set up. Right. Well, thankfully they have Penn State before uh, Penn, Penn State will play any of the other big names. But no, I absolutely agree with you. I do agree that if, if Clifford stayed in that game, Penn State would have won. Uh 
all those teams are very similar. You know, Iowa, Penn State, Cincinnati. Uh, they're just kind of riding their, you know, riding their close wins. I mean, they don't have an offense, and if you put those teams, you know, against Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, they're not going to be able to keep up with them. I mean, at some point you gotta you gotta score. You your offense has to do something, um, and you know sometimes even Iowa sometimes you know uh, they'll. You know, Petrus seems like he's good for you know three or four big plays. You know, ten percent of the time, ten percent of the game, you know he'll he'll do something. But the rest of the game, yeah, good luck. You know, and so that's that's why you know those teams especially they don't really concern me. Um, because at this day and age, elite offenses beat elite defenses every time. The one exception this year actually may be Georgia because their defense is like that 2002 Ohio State defense. I mean, they're just phenomenal. But Yes, they are. But any of these other teams, uh, they're not going to hold up. They're not going to hold up. Um, and speaking of, you know, just picks in general, I mean, what a crazy year it's already been of college football, which is why, you know, we, we love it so much, but I mean, man, all the, a lot of top names losing, uh, undefeated teams, you know, six and no that you wouldn't expect like Michigan state, Wake Forest, Kentucky. Um, yeah. You know, which is pretty Kentucky, crazy. Wake yeah. Forest. <laughs> uh, but most, most, you know, top brand teams that are always there are already have a loss, you know, pretty much besides Georgia, uh, and so this this is going to be a very interesting playoff race. You know, very interesting conference races. Uh, you know, we're only halfway through the season, so I'm I'm excited. Um, yeah, I agree. I, I agree. But if if you do lift the covers a little bit, um, if you, I can see an easy projection to the end of the year where you see. Ohio State, Georgia, Alabama, <laughs> and Oklahoma <laughs> uh, in the playoffs. Four teams who have already been to the playoffs, uh, many of which multiple times. Right? I, I think that I think there's an easy line of sign uh, line of sight to that. Um, yeah, but that being said, um, it's not as clear of a line of sight, you know, as it has been in the past. Um, you know, with Iowa in the top two, Cincinnati, you know, kind of flirting with with things right now, uh, and then yeah, some of the other teams that have uh, have kind of jumped into at least like you know what, I mean Kentucky, they, they got to be thrilled, you know, um, they they probably really think they have a chance, and that's cool, right? That that's cool, you know, that's what it's all about. Why would you not want halfway through the year to believe that your team? Has a chance, and I think uh, you're yeah. right. I think I mean, Kentucky thinks they have a chance. Wake Forest probably believes they have a chance right now. They're probably saying, "You know what? ACC blows because we all know that, and they're six and zero already." Yeah, I think they're going to have a lot of games like Syracuse, um, but they can. They've got a good offense. They can outscore a lot of these teams in the ACC. Um, and then they're probably thinking, "You know what? Then hey, we got uh, ACC championship. Throw us into the playoffs. See what happens." So, yeah, I think teams like that actually believe they have a chance right now. And I'm only being half uh, snide with that, right? I mean, uh, um, I think it's cute, right, because it may not necessarily be the case. But it's cool 
because that's what college football is about or what we want it to be about. Right. And how crazy is it to think that Kentucky may actually be Georgia's hardest test until the SEC championship game? That's pretty funny. Yeah, I mean, it is. It is. However, I think we'll get to this later in the week when we do our picks. Um, Kentucky right now feels like it's going to be kind of like the Arkansas game with Georgia. But it would be fun to watch. Yeah, and uh, I think the biggest takeaway... uh, especially halfway through the years that is just every every team even Georgia uh, has some major flaws you know some teams you don't see it as much because they're masked by really great defense or really great offense but uh, yeah I mean all these teams uh, and of course we saw it which I'll get to here in a second with the Alabama game but and it's every big team you know usually you have that two or three teams every year that, you know, just look the part, they go undefeated, you know, for sure they're going to the playoffs, not this year. Um, I think maybe a lot of that, and that's the crazy thing too, even with super seniors, you know, a lot of returning talent. And that may be why, because defenses are better. You know, they got a preseason this year. You have a lot of returning talent. Um, So where these, you know, teams have a little bit more depth. And so, you know, they're holding their own uh, against more teams but also you have, you know, especially at the top, Ohio State, Alabama, you have a lot younger talent, um, and it's it's shown a little bit. Um, but, yeah, speaking of that Alabama game, I even said it, too. I was confident uh, because Texas A&M's offense has been awful all year. They had no offense against Arkansas, who, by the way, just gave up 52 to Ole Miss. They lose at home to Mississippi State the week after, and then they somehow – pull magic out of their hats with this quarterback who starts throwing darts in between, you know, in between coverages and touch passes on, you know, on the money. And somehow Texas A&M's offense comes to life. uh, And their defense just, just, just does just enough to get stops. I mean, I said, I wasn't picking Texas A&M again until they proved to me that they could, uh, you know, actually do something and move the ball and man i guess they did uh because i was not expecting that and i still don't know how they pulled it off but kudos to them yeah so um that's one that i picked right i did pick uh a&m to cover at least uh anybody that la- uh, listened to the last episode will know however that <laughs> I was kind of wondering why in God's green earth did I do that? What what the heck was I thinking? But then I admitted, you know, sometimes I do like to take a risk on on games like that. Um, but I am going to brag a little bit about it because, you know, when I go through the picks, you know, we have 25 games that we do. Um, I typically go through three iterations. I'll go through once, and some of them I just, you know, don't think I really need to analyze any deeper. I'm going to take that game. Um, and I usually pick about, about seven of those, maybe, uh, seven or so, you know, um, then the second iteration, I'll kind of go through and I'll, you know, on that website, you have the matchup analysis and things like that, you know, so I'll do a kind of a high level, Hey, what, what, what does their offense defense look like? What, um, who, who's not going to be playing this game? You do they have that starting quarterback out or, you know, or something like that. Right. Um, and I'll usually probably get maybe a couple more from that. After that, I'll go through a third iteration where I do mathematics. 
mathematics. Yes. I know that you all probably are thinking, hey, you didn't say there's going to be any math involved here. But yes, I go through my form of math on the rest of them, and I pick those games. I'm going through that entire spiel because for whatever reason, I can't tell you why, but in that first iteration, I actually picked A&M. When I, when I come out with about seven, uh, for whatever reason, I just clicked that button, and I picked A&M. Um, I don't know why. I can't tell you, but I am going to brag about it because for whatever reason, I must have had a feeling when I went through my picks initially and said, okay, A&M's going to cover this one. That said, no idea they were going to win. That was fun. <clears throat> Yeah, it was. It was uh, fun to watch. Um, not only that, a, you know, great game in the Red River rivalry. Uh, of course, Texas let us down. Uh, they definitely should have won that game. Don't know what the heck happened. They were up 21 to start 18. But again, to we eight. did not get that pick wrong. They blew it. Right. No, they definitely blew it. Uh, I st- still don't know how, but... Uh, fifty-five, forty-eight. I mean, yeah, yeah, that was epic. That was pretty and, epic. Yeah, you will look at games like that. I will continue to knock on Ohio State's defense until we get to that point in the season, ideally, where it's clear that it's turned around. Right. That being said, it is looking more like a first-world problem for us because, wow, would you like to have Texas defense, Oklahoma's? Uh, to your point, Arkansas or Ole Miss, right? Um, but yeah, Texas, that was a clear blow. I mean, they were up 41 to 23, I think, in the third quarter. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was that was not a good look. No, but I think even with Oklahoma's problems, which it looks like they're probably going to switch quarterbacks, it looks like Oklahoma's squarely in the driver's seat again for the, the conference uh, and to make the playoffs. And I still, I, I fully believe that Ohio State's, even though there's other teams ranked ahead of them, I still believe they're in the driver's seat for the Big Ten. Yes. Uh, Georgia now for the SEC. Um, I, I mean, of course, there's always Georgia-Alabama anyways, but uh, so the teams we talked about, you know, still – very able to, you know, to get conference titles and most likely make it to the playoffs. So no change there, but it is pretty cool to see just the fluctuation in the top 25 and these teams moving in and out. Although I guess there's not much because, you know, you have a bunch of two loss teams in there, which are SEC teams and uh, a bunch of big 10 teams and then just other teams filtered in there. Um, but still uh, shaping up to be uh, a crazier, which is always fun. So any of those other games you want to talk about very quickly? Anything that uh, surprised you? Any any games that surprised you beyond what we just talked about? Uh, not really. I mean, I am surprised that Wake Forest keeps winning these really close games uh, when they you know, they, they should be covering these spreads, but they don't have a defense. So, uh, you know, to take that into consideration these next, you know, few weeks. But, uh, I mean, I, I was happy w- with the Kentucky win. They, you know, kicked the crap out of LSU. Uh, but not really su- 
surprised, I don't think. I get, no, I was, I was surprised by Boise State beating BYU with how Boise State's looked. Yeah, that, that was surprising. Um, that one surprised me. Other than that, I'm looking. I'm just looking through all these right now. Um, even the ones I lost, and there's not really, really a surprise. I mean, we talked about you know the Nebraska game. We very well thought Nebraska could have won that game, and they probably should have. Uh, but of course, some yeah. some key mistakes that again, uh, I, I I just feel bad for Nebraska fans, especially <laughs> because they just lose. They lose so many close games, and I mean, especially this year. Like how many one score games have they lost? <laughs> yeah, that's just yeah, that's, that's gotta hurt. But yeah, I didn't see the Oklahoma game for them, so I don't know. Um, you know, if it was one of those that wasn't as close as it looked, but it feels well, like yeah, they, they could have won that one. It was like the Michigan State game. It was a bunch of special team miscues. Uh, okay, most that pretty much you know had they had that under wraps. Um, they would have had a great chance of winning. Yeah. But yeah, Oklahoma, Michigan State, and then this game, I think, you know, especially against Michigan was better, but of course, Martinez turning the ball over and that stuff came to bite him. Yeah, Martinez reminded me of um, Steve Belisari back in the day with some of those passes. (laughs) Uh, Steve Belisari, you, you probably don't, remember this remember him but um he played uh yeah, he what was, early 2000s yeah yeah late late 90s early 2000s and um <laughs> i don't he he i think his completion percentage overall was like 50 some percent right so you genuinely held your breath every time the ball went up because you really didn't think it was going to be and a lot of times with ohio state right now you know, sometimes you can just tell when the ball leaves their hand, it's a completion. You know, I, I mean, you just kind of know it. You kind of feel it. You kind of expect it sometimes, probably more than you should. But <laughs> with Belisari, yeah, you you hoped every time that it was going to hit a receiver. Um, but he, he had this kind of <laughs> this rainbow type of thing he would throw. And you never knew when that thing was going to come down or if he was going to hit its mark and Adrian Martinez had a couple of those where the ball leaves his hands and it just kind of floats up there. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, that, that guy, it's not going to get to the guy or it's going to get picked off. And then somehow it makes it right into the guy's arms. I'm like, okay, that was weird. <laughs> hmm. Just like Belisari. That, that's kind of yeah. how he was at, at times. Yeah. Anything uh, else to add for the week? No, no. I think people are probably spent now that they've heard about Steve Belisari. That that <laughs> that's that's where this particular episode jumped the shark. Um, I suppose so. so. I think if that's the case, um, yeah, we'll oh, come wait, up I on guess our... one more, one more, uh, oh, one more thing. Yeah, because uh, I had just looked right before uh, we we did this tonight. Um, of course, we talked about yesterday how Alabama probably wouldn't drop very far, and of course, they only dropped to number five. Um, it's just with, with all that's going, you know, on in the cultural ball landscape right now. Who who do you who would your top five be? Well, that's a that's a tough one. Um, I did I, I didn't think about that. Let me think for a second. Okay, so I think 
definitely Georgia number one, with, without a doubt. I think they are number one. Um, yeah, so this is based off of me projecting number one. Uh, and number two, um, me kind of thinking about what certain teams deserve. Um, and because of that, I will say Iowa is number two. Uh, because like I said, I don't feel like they're the number two team and I do see a scenario, a very likely scenario where they meet up an Ohio state team that's playing offense like they are now playing defense a little bit better. Iowa will not be able to win that game. I, I just don't see that if they were to play today, I feel it would be a very competitive game that that's how much improvement I think the defense and the offense has made, right? The offense to your point would, would probably just score a lot of points on, on Iowa's defense uh, at when it's all said and done. Um, but I, I think Iowa number two. Um, wow, number three. <laughs> that would be very difficult for me. Uh, if I'm being honest, I, I think probably Alabama. Uh, I, I don't... I, I think if Ohio State and Alabama were to play right now, I, I still don't like Ohio State's chances defensively. Even though Texas A&M did some things to befuddle Alabama, I just don't think Kerry Coombs and maybe even Matt Barnes yet are smart enough to figure that out. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic that they are riding the ship and will, but if they were to play right now, I just think Bama would, be, would beat them. They're a better team. And so I would say Bama, number three. Um, number four... Um, it's really tough. Uh, I'm going to say Ohio State. When I'm comparing to Oklahoma, uh, Kentucky, you know, Oklahoma, and then the other undefeated teams, I don't see any of those teams beating Ohio State right now. Um, and so then I think number four would probably be um, maybe... Oklahoma, number five would be UC. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I just ask because it is really tough. You know, after you get Georgia, number one, which I agree with, um, I agree that Iowa's not a top-two team. Um, and Some people are probably going to get mad at me for this and call me Homer, but I would put Ohio State at two right now oh, with their improvements. Yeah, I know they really haven't beaten anybody right now. Of course, they still have the loss to Oregon. Uh, but they have the number one offense in the country. Yes. Uh, especially yardage wise. I think third, second or third in, in total points per game. So uh, off that alone, um, I'm going to take Ohio State because I do think the matchup with Alabama, uh, Oklahoma would be tough, but I think they could outscore them at least right now. Alabama is not without its flaws, and you you saw that against Florida and Texas A&M. Uh, they're yeah. not the same team that they were last year. So, uh, no, three, three, uh, yeah, to Iowa. I just, r- truly, I don't believe Iowa's a top five team, but for right now, I'll just give them the benefit of the doubt. Let them have their moment. Um, Ford put Oklahoma five, Alabama. Um, yeah, and that's why I looked at it. I was like, oh, they only dropped them four spots, but you know, if I, you look at all these matchups, I still think Alabama. Um, beats uh, all the teams behind them, and I still think yeah. you know they they 
most likely have, they still have a great shot against the, you know, the teams I, that I put in front of them. So, uh, even though they lost to an unranked team that had no business beating them, um, you know, there's, there's still a good team. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think any of the, the other teams in, um, the SEC West will challenge them, uh, like A&M did. A&M, I kind of wonder if, you know, if, if I let out kind of the, um, superstitious part of me when it comes to college football, you know, I, A&M, I think part of their struggles were because they were going to win this game come hell or high water. Everything that they have been doing has been focused on winning this game. I, I, I really believe that. And I'll be honest, I think that's the same with Michigan. I think every single thing they are doing is to beat Ohio State. I am still a little nervous this year about Michigan, given the way they're playing. They're playing well enough. Um all things being equal, I don't think they're as good as Ohio State. They haven't proven to me that they're good as good as Ohio State, but I feel that they are like A&M to Alabama and that they are focused squarely on the Ohio State game. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think they're uh, – I, I do think they're going to be ready for it this year, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a tough one. But, uh, yeah, I do think Texas A&M probably was sand, sandbagging a little bit. Uh, the past couple weeks, specifically for Alabama. Um, and maybe I misread that, but I still wasn't expecting the offense to do what it did. So, Yeah, I wasn't either. I, I wasn't either. Um, and I think A&M loses at least one, probably another two more games. I think they're a four-loss team this year, at least. Yeah, I would say probably. I still think they could lose to Auburn, uh, and they still could lose to even Ole Miss or, or Arkansas. Or they already lost Arkansas, so I, yeah, Auburn, Ole Miss. Um, I don't know who they play from the East, but yeah, I could see them losing to at least Ole Miss. So yeah. Okay. Alrighty. So I think the next time we'll be talking about uh, our picks for the upcoming week and probably talk a little bit about Ohio State heading into the bye week and some of the things that we would like to see happen um, in that bye week as opposed to people going out and getting in trouble and getting suspended and things like that. (laughs) Yes. And so with that, boys and girls of all ages, we are done with another exciting episode of Buckeye Bombast with Bellhaven and the Boy. All right.